Welcome, everyone, to episode one of the Tailwinds and Sunshine podcast. I am your host, Manny Ramirez. I am an airline pilot, and I'd like to welcome you on board to Genesis. That's what I'm calling this episode today, Genesis. And Merry Christmas to all of you. Hope that you spent a wonderful Christmas with your loved ones, friends and family, or whatever. It's up to you what you want. But here uh, today I am in Colorado Springs. It's a gloomy day here, nice and cold. Not as cold as it was a couple days ago. It was negative 18 degrees Fahrenheit. It was ridiculous. Today is a nice balmy 52 degrees. So it's kind of, it's unseasonal, I feel like. It's not common for it to be this warm at this time of year. Typically, here in Colorado Springs at least, it's typically in the 30s, you know, during the day. Uh, December and January are typically the coldest months that I, I historically since I've lived here, but is definitely not as cold as it was a couple of days ago. We had a that Arctic blast that came here earlier during the week and it dumped some snow. I was up in Denver and uh, it definitely did dump some snow there and it was ridiculously cold. I haven't seen that kind of cold in in, the, in a few in a few years um, or actually ever really here in Colorado since I've been living here. But anyways, I want to just get started with this podcast today. As I mentioned, is episode one. I want to keep it short and sweet. I want to make sure that uh, I don't bore you guys with the details, but I will give you an introduction of who I am, what I do, what I want to do with this podcast, and what the intent of it is. Um, first and foremost, I want to say uh, what the intent of this is. I, I really, I, I'm, I'm doing this really more for myself. So I can have a recorded version of my thoughts and, and, and experiences throughout my life. And maybe when I'm 90 years old and senile, I can listen to these and laugh at them or face palm myself at the ridiculous of, uh, ridiculousness of it all. Um, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to take this. I don't know if I'm going to keep up with it just or is it going to become like any other hobby that I've started you know, throughout my life and it's just going to die and wilt away just like anything I touch. Just kidding. But um, I want to share those experiences with aspiring pilots or just a general, gen, uh, the, uh, the general public. Um, inform them about aviation. Inform them about, I really want to talk about anything from private pilot training all the way to 121 operations. Um, and this podcast is meant for all aviation enthusiasts. Whether you're a plane spotter, a pilot, a flight attendant, you work for ops or an air traffic controller, welcome you know, um, my 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 goal is to eventually bring on guests and interview them, and so they can share their their aviation perspective and share their experiences as, as an air traffic controller or a flight attendant, or uh, even passengers or friends and family, then to share their traveling experience and answer their questions as to why are there delays, why this, why that, what is this? You know, I want to share those experiences with you. So, um, if you're listening to this right now. Thank you for your support. I appreciate you. And uh, here is to 2023. It's going to be our year, right? Yeah, it's going to be our year. We're going to get. We're going to get this. I am confident in our abilities to successfully succeed in anything that we do. And I know that you're going to get that private pilot's license this year. You're going to get your commercial pilot's license or get hired onto your dream airline, whatever airline that is. Any of those fun liveries, right? <laughs> some of you. Uh, some of you will get that. Some of you won't. Inside joke. Ha ha ha. Anyways, uh, I want to give you a little bit of background about myself and uh, what I do and where I came from as far as my aviation passion and invocation. So um, 
I knew as a kid that I wanted to be a pilot. I remember the, the day, well, not the day, but the, remember the moment very vividly as to when I decided that I wanted to be a pilot. And that was when I was roughly between, I think, either five or six years old. Um, I flew or my family flew in a uh, Mexicana DC-10. Um, and I was mesmerized by aviation at that point. I was, I knew I wanted to be, be a pilot and all my family knew that I wanted to be a pilot. You know, I, I remember I used to take Lincoln logs. Um, and for those of you that don't know what Lincoln logs are, they're these little wooden sticks that are kind of like Legos, but they're logs, they're little wooden logs and you build stuff out of it. But anyways, I use those Lincoln logs as <clears throat> I pretend to lay them out on the bed and pretend they were, you know, my flight controls and flight instruments and, and I pretend I'd be a pilot and flying. And I would used to save uh, my boarding passes when we go traveling. And I saved those. I was, you know, I was a plane spotter. You name it. I was really excited. But and everyone knew that I wanted to be a pilot. Um, and in 2002, I was working as a ramper at John Wayne. Uh, I used to work for this. Well, I'm not going to name the company. But we used to service um, Alaska Frontier and Aloha Airlines. For those of you who remember Aloha Airlines. Um, I used to work, uh, you know, loading bags, cleaning airplanes. And right across the field, I would see the flight schools and they see the little Cessnas going. And I say Cessnas kind of with a Z. And I've been told that is not the way you say it, but that's the way I'm used to it. Kind of sounds like a Z. It's like Cessna, soft S, right? So I have a friend of mine at work that um, he makes fun of me for doing that and using the word obviously. So, um, but anyways, I used to work uh, as a ramper at John Wayne and I took the leap of faith in 2002 and decided to go start my own flight training. At the time, I paid for my own flight lessons um, and it became very expensive. I almost got done with my private pilot training. I was doing, uh, I was finishing up, uh, polishing up my landings. However, it became too expensive and I had to quit. Uh, Also, the environment we were in at that time, it was not very conducive to a successful career at the time. I didn't have the foresight. Uh, I was uh, 19, 20 years old. I think it was 19 or 18 years old when I started. And uh, I gave up. You know, I was, I didn't keep up with it mainly because of financial reasons, but it was uh, because of the events of 9-11. Aviation took a pretty uh, deep nosedive. And uh, a friend of mine who uh, is an Embry-Riddle graduate, he he was my mentor at the time back then, and he was giving piano lessons uh, to supplement his income as a flight instructor because he didn't have enough students. So I became a little disillusioned, and I decided, you know what, this is probably not for me. Uh, I put that dream in the back burner, and I spent 17 years just wandering the world with no education, no degree, taking side quests, taking odd jobs. And um, it was not until I joined the military that I was kind of got a little bit more structure and about five years in, um, you know, um, a friend started talking, you know, we stay in touch and everything, but it wasn't until the end, almost on my end of my contract, my contract that my friend told me, he's like, Hey, when are you going to be a pilot? And I, you know, I said, well, you know, oh, I'll think about it. I was making more money at the time. And I really did toy with the idea of just getting my private pilot's license, but I didn't think I was going to be an airline pilot. At this point in my my life, I thought I was going to be a military lifer, that I was going to be for the rest of my life. I was going to be uh, retired military, etc. I didn't think I was going to make a career change. But my friend then, 
few years later, um, told me, he's like, you know, the army pays for your flight training. And I was shocked. I didn't know. I, I figured the GI Bill would pay for, you know, uh, your degree. You go to, you know, brick and mortar school. You're good to go. But apparently, uh, I, they paid for that and I wasn't aware. So as soon as I found that out shortly thereafter, I went to my platoon leader. I said, hey, peace out. I'm, I'm processing out. I'm not going to re-up. And I started my flight training back in 2016. Um, I got, I got my private pilot's license out of Peterson Air Force Base at the time. Now it's called the Peterson Space Force Base at a flight club there. And shortly thereafter, after I started processing out of, out of the Army, uh, moved to Las Vegas where I completed all my, the rest of my training out of North Las Vegas Airport from instrument all the way to my MEI. Uh, after I got my initial CFI, I became an instructor uh, with the, uh, the flight school that I was training in. Uh, I was very lucky to have that. Did a flight instruction for about a year and a half. Um, I was also hired on as a, uh, a first officer at a, a charter company out of North Las Vegas flying PC-12s and the PC-24. That's the Pilatus jet. Did that for about eight months. And then I got called out by my airline. So I'm currently an airline pilot for the uh, largest uh, regional airline in the United States. I am type rated in the Embraer 170-190. My company flies a 175 and two other, uh, three other types of CRJs, uh, the 200, 900, and 700. And I'm also an instructor for my airline. So I teach uh, systems, matrix, and also I'm about to teach or be qualified to teach procedures training, which is uh, the last portion of training before they move on or, or new hires move on to the simulators, the full motion simulators. I've been an instructor since February of this year. Um, and I absolutely love it. Uh, it is something that I wanted to do. It is one of my goals that I set for myself when I, I told myself when I was in still in private pilot training, you know, so I want to, once I get hired on the airline, I want to be an instructor. I want to be in the training department because I figured that was a way for me to become a subject matter expert, right? So, uh, as all of you know, or for my CFIs out there, we, um, you know, we know that you fully understand a subject when you're able to teach it. So I wanted to be part of that and I wanted to um, be able to understand my airplane better and I wanted to know SOPs and, and calibrate my flying based on um, what we know or, or, or training department and then take the experiences from line flying into the classroom to teach and enrich in, um, my teaching. So that's the story. Uh, I am... Uh, going back here tomorrow, I'm going back up to the training department and I'm going to be observing an instructor obtain his um, validation to teach Matrix. So I'm going to be observing someone else tomorrow, actually all, all this week, and then I'll be heading back. I'll be uh, flying to Vegas to spend ringing the new year from Las Vegas. That's the intent. Um, so that's it, guys. I um, once again, really appreciative of you if you came all the way with me here to the end. Um, and, um, that's pretty much it. That's all I got to talk about that have more content in my head, bouncing around in my, uh, empty head. And <laughs> I want to, um, have ideas of bringing people on board and asking them, as I said earlier, anyways, I'm rambling at this point, but thank you so much for staying with me and spending Christmas with me today, just for about, I would say here these past few minutes. Um, and as always, I'm going to wish you tailwinds and sunshine. You guys have a great day.